Paul Tawala, uh, recently finishing up his playing days up there on the hill. Paul, how are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Doing all right. Uh, let's start off here, Paul. Last season for Utah, obviously a season to remember for many Utah fans, but it did not finish off the way that Utah fans wanted to see it finish off. I'm sure you're the same way. Having played in the program, you obviously probably wanted to see the season finish off in a different format. But what were your overall thoughts on how the season played out for Kyle Whittingham's program? Well, kind of like you talked about, it didn't end off the way that we wanted it to. Um, I think kind of collectively after the Oregon game, we kind of – we weren't mentally there. Uh, obviously, I can't speak for my, or I can only speak for myself. But I think that was kind of the general idea. Um, but looking at the season as a whole, I think it was it was great for for a lot of reasons. You know, not many teams are able to win back to back. I think we we're the first team to win back to back Pac-12 South champions uh, championships in in a while. Um, and so it's. I think it was a great building ground. I think it was a great base for, you know, recruiting for other people, other kids from the nations that are trying to, you know, get picked up. I think they were finally opening their eyes to, to Utah thanks to the success that we had this year. You know, Paul, you, you have kind of a unique situation because you started out at Dixie State and then certain LDS mission came back and then transferred to the University of Utah. Uh, what yeah. was the the biggest jump for you as you went from that program, which is trying to be, you know, a, a, an, an FCS team now up to Utah where they're trying to establish their, their rate, their dominance, I guess, in the pack, uh, pack 12 and power five. Well, obviously the biggest difference between, you know, my playing days at Dixie and my playing days at Utah was, you know, the level of, of competition that we were playing. Um, down at Dixie, yeah, they were like, a couple guys that were decent, um, but no, at Utah you'd have to, you know, bring your A game all the time. Um, not only that, but you know, you're practicing against some of the best players at Utah as well. So it's not like you get a, you know, a day off. Sometimes you're playing against, you know, what was the best defensive line to be one of the best defenses in the nation, you know, last year. And so um, I can say this with certainty: I never played against the best defense in the nation. You know, while I was at Dixie State, great people down there, but you know, it's it, there's a big difference between you know Lucky Foto and and John Penasini and someone you know that played at Dixie State. Yeah, Paul, there are going to be nine guys from the University of Utah, eight of them from the defensive side of the football, going to the NFL Combine. What was it like right. going up against those guys every day in practice? Well, I'll tell you this. There should be – how many did you say? There, there were there's, nine? There's nine, yeah. Nine total going okay. to the Combine. Well, I think there should be 11 or actually 12. I think that um, I think that Snoop got snubbed. I think that one of the best offensive tackles, the first team left tackle for all of Pac-12, Darren Paulo yeah. should have gotten the invite. And one of – I think one of the best – and most improved players is Josh Nurse. I think he didn't get enough credit. Uh, very long, very lengthy dude. Um, but I think he he should have, you know, got gotten a bit into there. But answering your question, just going back to that, um, it was fun. It was fun going against Lucky and John, and you know, obviously you got Bradley at the end. You had Francis, who's so smart at, um, at linebacker, and also you had Terrell. 
Honestly, Terrell is one of those people in the locker room where you'd be like, come on, Terrell, just be quiet. <laughs> like, he's a great dude, but he'd be just so loud and just boisterous. And not about himself, just like kind of outgoing type of guy. Um, and then he'd get on the field, and then he'd start talking crap to the O-line, and, you know, it'd be one of those, you know, oh, let's, let's get on Terrell for a little bit. But just going back to your question, you know, going against that o- or D-line, going against that defense was – Humbling, but also it was a great marker for for us as a kind of a younger offense to see where we were at. You, this whole conversation, you realize how much production Utah really is losing as they go into next season. Uh, who are some of the guys that you expect to step up, especially in the trenches? Because I think this is one of those places where – from an outsider's perspective, it looked like the O-block struggled at times. I don't necessarily agree with that, um, but I got a little bit more knowledge base than most. And then the defensive line is going to have to replace, like we said, you know, three starters. So who are some of those guys that you expect to really step up on both sides of the ball? And then maybe, you know, some of the other guys uh, at other positions too, if you have any. Right. Well, let's start with the defensive line just because I know that, we, you know, I went against them every day. I don't necessarily think they're going to have a drop off because there's our second string, our second string uh, defensive line. They were great as well. Um, I think Lecky and John they get most of the credit, and obviously so they're you know awesome talents. But you guys or the University of Utah they have you know Wati Pututau that's you know probably going to be like for for an offensive lineman he's he's a nightmare just because he can turn his quickness into a bull rush, and then if you kind of sit on the bull rush too much, he's going to finesse you around. And then you have Big V. He's our transfer from Hawaii, just a big town that loves the push-pull, loves the bull rush. Um, so I don't think there's going to be much of a drop-off, but I, I can see a lot of our fans saying, hey, you know, we're, we're losing, you know, some All-Americans, obviously Bradley, you know, Lecky, John. Um, but you guys got to remember that you know, Mika, Mika Tafua was, is and was a, a great talent. He's only a, a sophomore going into his junior year. A great leader. I think he's, you know, he's going to be great. And I think a lot of the kind of the recruiting class that's coming into this year, we got Van and have David. I think these people are going to, you know, with Mika kind of guiding them and Coach Powell guiding them and kind of teaching them, I don't think there's going to be any kind of drop-off. And so, I would look out, especially for Wati and Mika, um, and Pita Tonga. He's he's very hard to guard just because he looks like he's going to bore us you, but then he's going to finesse you. But where my kind of my go-to position, my offensive line, um, two names people could really really look out for is Falcon and Sautelo. Those two were freshmen last year, and you know they'd always come up to us and. To the, to the seniors and kind of ask us after practice, hey, what, what can we do to get better? We'd have extra practices or extra opportunity periods after. They'd be the first in line kind of trying to pick our brains. And they are physical. They they want to get up against the best D-line every day on scout team all last year. And so I think Falcon, uh, Keaton Bills is going to be great. Um, like, like you said, a lot of people – kind of frowned on us last year, but that's not really um, – we kind of saw that coming. Uh, you know, we were one of the best rushing offenses in the in the Pac-12, and, yeah, we had Zach Moss and Buckley for Zach Moss. It was very easy. 
it makes our job a lot easy, but you know, still got to do our initial job. So, um, yeah, I think they got some, some work to do on the old block, but not too much because they have a lot of stars coming back. They love each other. You have Orlando Mana, who's probably going to be, you know, uh, a draft pick here in, in a year or so. Same as Nick Ford. Great talent, great leadership. And you guys can expect a lot of good things from the old block this year. Sounds like you have a pretty good, uh, pretty big Zach Moss fan there with you hanging out right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, <clears throat> speaking with Paul Tawala here, former Utah offensive lineman here on the Zone Sports Network, he joins us on the Sprint Special Guest, Sprint Special Guest Line. Uh, Paul, I wanted to ask you, Utah's perception yeah. right now in college football is there a program that simply just reloads? They've done a great job in recruiting. Uh, where they just essentially, you talked about the fact that the second unit of that defensive line is going to take over for some of the greatest stars in Utah football history, I feel like. Is that a, a mm-hmm. program um, mantra almost, where inside the program you guys feel like, hey, the next crop of guys, they're just stepping up and stepping right into those roles, and it's going to be nothing's lost in that regard? Yeah, absolutely. We we believe that our starters could or our second stringers could probably start at other you know, big-time schools, and we practice like they do as well. And so there is no drop-off in talent. There is no drop-off in the hard work when it comes to first strings and second strings, especially when it comes to that D-line. Um, and so I think it all starts with kind of that belief that, hey, we're just as good as our starters. Yeah, it probably isn't our time right now, but, you know, next year we'll be – you know, this year it will be their time. Uh, they got great coaches, which I think is, you know, the cornerstone for what – what they have there and you know they just all believe in each other and so with with the coaching staff like that with the belief that they have and the work ethic that you know they've gained over the years um it is a you know re-plug in and uh i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised to see them back in the pac 12 championship you have a unique perspective as an offensive lineman because you have a, a almost a natural connection with the quarterback position. Utah's going to have to replace a very, very talented quarterback in, in Snoop, like you said, Tyler Huntley. Uh, but you do have a pretty uh, pretty impressive crew on campus already. I know you've had a chance to see Cam rising in action. Give people a little bit of a scouting report on Cam, what his strengths are, what he brings to the team, and, and maybe some of the aspects about his game that people won't see coming that he's going to really be able to showcase in the spring as he and Jake Bentley battle out for the starting quarterback position. All right, well, Cam is, is, a, is a really good friend. He he loves my daughter, Cora, and you know we've, we've been able to hang out sometimes. And I think as soon as he kind of transferred from Texas – he kind of won us over just by, not by demanding respect, but he came in and worked. He worked hard, and and he he gained our respect by by being the first one in and kind of the last one out, and just you know loving all of us. Um, a lot of people don't know what what people don't know about Cam is that he's a very athletic guy. He can scramble. He can you know make any throw. His arm strength is is awesome. And I personally have never seen Jake Bentley. You know, throw the ball. I know his stats. I know he's coming from the SEC. I had an opportunity to talk to him. Great kid. But I think it's going to be a great battle just because Cam is Cam's a he's a warrior. He's going to go out there. He's going to compete. And if people think that Jake Bentley, just because he started all those games at the SEC, that he's going to get you know the the starting bid just because of that, they've got another thing coming because you know Cam 
Jim's a, Jim's a monster. He's going to be able to play by the year. He's going to be able to make the plays that the Utes need coming up this season. Yeah, Paul, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be an exciting season ahead. I yeah. I kind of look at it as a Utah, we're going to really find out a lot about this program this coming season because of all the production that is being lost, and we'll see what happens with this younger crew. Can't thank you enough for mm-hmm. coming on the show. We look forward to having you on again in the future to talk more about the Utes, okay? Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. All right, there you go. Paul Tuala, former Utah offensive lineman. Some great thoughts. And-